This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you. This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you. Hello, dear friend, and welcome to Kingdom Come with me, Andrew Koyoyo. Thank you for joining us. We are continuing uh, on this study of the Holy Spirit. We have covered so far uh, five lessons, five parts, and this is part six, and it's entitled uh, God, the Holy Spirit. Today, we want to explore the divinity of the Holy Spirit, the deity of the Holy Spirit. Is he God? Oh, is he not? And I believe by the time we're done with this study today, we're going to give you the scriptures that will inform your understanding, your knowledge, so you can better relate and better pursue the, the, the friendship of the Holy Spirit that is already with you and pursue all that the Holy Spirit is and has and will do in you, for you, and through you. Let's read Acts 19, verse 1 to 2. It is our theme scripture for this study. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and I arrived at Ephesus. He took a shortcut. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is the Holy Spirit. And dear friend, the same problem in, in really in Paul's day, it is still our problem today. There are many people around the world who, who do not know that there is a Holy Spirit uh, and there are many believers who have not really experienced the Holy Spirit the way the Bible teaches uh, and the way God intends for us to experience uh, the Holy Spirit. And so we want to cover several points and I'm going to share different ideas here with you today to vindicate the Holy Spirit that He is God. Okay, and let's begin with Matthew 28:19-20. Really, because this is the foundation of all worship, of all honor, of all really obedience to God, is all wrapped up in what we, you know, uh, call the Great Commission. Then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples 
of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Here we see the Trinity involved. And before we are done, I'm going to show you another area where the Trinity work together for everything that happens in your life, in our lives, all from creation till the return of Christ. Okay, here we see it. Number one is the foundation of all worship, honor, obedience to God is wrapped up in this very truth. He's telling us that as you go to preach and teach, okay, is here, it is really heresy if I preach and teach just not only in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Father or only in the name of the Holy Spirit. He says, as you go and teach, baptize, bring people. Remember in the last lesson, we talked about uh, the, the baptisms, and one of them that we are baptized into the body of Christ. So as we are baptizing them, in other words, as we are bringing people into the family of God, they, they make this public uh, proclamation that they are followers of Jesus. And he says that as you baptize them, bring them into my house, into my family, you have to do it in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, because God is one in three persons. Okay, there is the first evidence that the Holy Spirit is God and is treated in the same uh, regard and respect and honor as the Father, as the Son. And it, is, it goes on to say that I'm teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So dear friend, this is the first truth, I believe, the foundation of everything that we do as a New Testament church is the Great Commission, the reaching and the preaching of the gospel, the baptizing people into the body of Christ in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Okay, the second point I want to give you is that the Holy Spirit is expressly called God. In Acts chapter 5, verse 3 to 4. Then Peter said, this is to Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received, you received for the land? Did it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't it the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing. Now here it is. You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. In this portion of scripture, we see that, you know, Peter is saying, uh, you have lied to the Holy Spirit. And then he concludes by saying, you have lied to God. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is God. And re really remember, if you read, uh, the whole chapter, the whole story, what happened after that, you know, Ananias fell down and died, you know, by committing that sin, lying, you know, to God, but more specifically, lying to the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, the third point is that the Holy Spirit is called Lord. And now these are titles, these are names that are ascribed to, you know, really to a divine being. Okay. He's called Lord. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seventeen to eighteen. 
Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Do you want freedom in your life? He says, now the Lord is Spirit. Jehovah is Spirit. God who reveals himself is Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, now the Spirit of the Lord is a title given to the Holy Spirit, as we will discuss in, in, the, uh, in the coming episodes, see, as we, when we talk about the names and the titles of the Holy Spirit, uh, and I'm going to pu pull it together for you to show you that all these relate to not only his, his person, but also his nature, his work, and his divinity. Okay? Now the Lord, put this, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces cont contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes, again here it is, from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Dear friend, this truth should settle any doubts that you may have in, in your mind about the Holy Spirit being Lord and being God. Okay? That we are being transformed. How is this transformation happening? By the Lord. And this Lord is the Spirit, the transformer. The one who transforms us into the very image of Jesus is the Lord. And then... By the Spirit, Paul tells us that the one who transforms us. So, here are some um, verses that I want us to compare and contrast uh, between you know, the Old Testament and the New Testament to show you. Uh, here is a promise that God made. Now, remember, God was in charge of the Old Testament church. When they wanted to talk to God, you know, God would talk to them either through you know, prophets, through judges, you know, and through priests. And those who are appointed, but uh, you know the, the dispensations of, of of the divinity. We had God the Father uh, in church of the uh, in charge of the Old Testament church. We have we have the dispensation of the Son when Jesus came. He walked on the earth. The disciples talked with him, you know, and he went. They went to him for answers. And now we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, meaning that it is the Holy Spirit now who is on the earth, like we have talked already when we talked about the Pentecost, when he came down, and Jesus said, I'm going, but he's going to come. So we are in that dispensation. So if you haven't watched uh, the other uh, episodes, uh, one to five, please go back and watch them because they give you context because uh, these episodes build on one on another. So you have a better understanding. Okay, so here, when we talk God promised in Leviticus, I'm talking about God the Father specifically, and also, Keep this in mind that when we talk about God, we're talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So here in Leviticus 26, 11 to 12, this is God the Father. Okay? I'll put my dwelling place among you. I'll not harbor you. I'll walk among you and be your God, and you'll be my people. So that is a promise that God the Father makes in Leviticus. Okay, now let's contrast that with and compare that with uh, this scripture in the New Testament, and we see the fulfillment of this in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse sixteen. He says, "What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? 
for we are the temple of the living God. Okay? And as God has said, I'll live with them and walk among them, and I'll be their God, and they will be my people. Okay? So how and by whom is, is God doing that? Okay? First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? Again, we're talking about God. Now watch this. And that God's spirit dwells in your midst. If anyone destroys God's temple, God would destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred, is sacred, and you together are the temple. He says, you are God's temple, and because God's spirit lives in you. You, you, you see the, the contrast there? We see in the Old Testament, we see the promise, and we see now is being fulfilled because now it says, now you are the temple. In the Old Testament, he promised that I will. Let's go back to Leviticus and read it again. Leviticus 26, verse 11 to 12. I'll put my dwelling among you, and I'll not harbor you. I'll walk among you and be your God, and you'll be my people. Now it says the fulfillment of this promise we see it here in the New Testament by God's Spirit who dwells in you and I right now. God makes his dwelling place in us. We are his temple. Why? Because God the Spirit is in us. Okay? So let's talk about how he led them in the wilderness in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 32, verse 12. He says, The Lord led him no foreign God was with him. Again, we're going to compare this. Uh, and then Isaiah 63, verse 14. It says, like cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. Remember, he was leading in the beginning. He says, God, the Lord, God led them. Now, he says, they were given rest. You see, God and then Spirit. This is how you guided them, uh, guided your people to make for yourself a glorious name. Let that sink in, dear friend. When we see in the Old Testament, we see God the Father, but then the fulfillment of that for us New Testament believers, we see that the Holy Spirit now has come. You know why? Because He's God the Spirit, and this is his dispensation. Let's read here about when they sinned against God and see what happens. Psalms, uh, Psalm 78, verse 17 to 18. But they continued to sin against him, meaning God, the Father, rebelling in the wilderness against the Most High. They willfully put God to the test by demanding the food they craved. Okay? Here it is again. So we see that. Now in Isaiah 63, verse 10 to 11, listen to this. Yet they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Now, before, he just said God. Now it goes to specific to show us, you know, that the Holy Spirit is God. He said they rebelled and grieved the Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought against them. Okay? Then his people recalled the days of old and the day of Moses, 
the days of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them through the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them? See, they rebelled and they vexed the Holy Spirit before he said they sinned against God. Okay, so I, I want to give you all this context for you to co contrast and compare and see that the Holy Spirit is God. Okay, all throughout scripture. He has been from the beginning and he is and is to come. Okay, now point number four is that the Holy Spirit is called the eternal spirit. Hebrews 9 verse 14. Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify purify our consciences from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. It was through the eternal spirit. And we'll discuss that in, in, uh, in a different episode when we talk about these names of the Holy Spirit, the titles. But just to give you a, a little bit of, uh, of what we're going to sh share then. Uh, the eternal spirit, why is he the eternal spirit? Is because he brings us in, into the eternal life. He's the one who convicts. He's here to convict the world of sin, of judgment, and of righteousness. Really, no man ever got saved without the work of the Holy Spirit, whether we believe it or not. Because it is the Holy Spirit who actually points us to Jesus. Okay, Even those that don't believe in the Holy Spirit and His deity, it doesn't matter. If you're a believer, the Holy Spirit has opened your eyes and you have seen the need for Jesus and you have been convicted by your, your sin and you have repented. Why? Because the, the God has put eternity in our hearts. And how does He do that? It's through the work of the eternal Spirit, as we're going to really talk about. Because this is crucial. The more you understand these are not just mere names and titles. They are connected to what the Holy Spirit does. Okay? So He's through the eternal Spirit. He's called eternal. You know, eternal is only a name or a title or, or an attribute that is uh, ascribed to divinity. He's eternal. He has no end. So he is God because he is the eternal spirit. Okay? So I want you to put that in your spirit, man. Okay? The Holy Spirit is eternal. The same way the Father is eternal. The same way Jesus is eternal. The Holy Spirit and I believe that that's probably, the Bible spells that out clearly for us to know that he is eternal. You know, to embrace his deity and to embrace his divinity and that he is going to be there at the end. And he brings us into this eternal life and he helps us to walk on this path and prepares us for eternal life as we will discover in coming episodes. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is called eternal spirit. Number five, the Holy Spirit is immense. Okay? He's, he's omniscient. He's, he's everywhere. Psalms 139 verse 7. The psalmist says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Why? Because he's, he's not only eternal, but he is immense. As the Father is immense, so is the Spirit of the living God. Point number six, that the Holy Spirit is omnipotent. In other words, he's all-powerful, 
Almighty. You know, we talk, you know, we hear so throughout the scripture, the, the Bible talks about God, the Father, as the Almighty God, the God of Abraham. You know, he made, Abraham made a, a covenant with the Almighty God, and he says, I'll be the Almighty God to you. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is Almighty, is all-powerful. And those are attributes, and those are uh, uh, just titles that are only ascribed to divinity. So I hope this is really helping you. Micah, chapter 2, verse 7. You who are named the house of Jacob, he asks, is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly? But what I want to point out here is, you know, like Micah is saying, you know, is the spirit of the Lord restricted? Is, is there a limit? Is, can he be hindered? No. He's not restricted. He's not constrained. Okay? He's all-powerful. He's almighty. And those are really properties of deity, dear friend. Point number seven, that the Holy Spirit creates. Job chapter three, verse four. He says, the Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty God gives me life. Now, some may argue, oh, that's only relating to his works. Yes, but, you know, creation is, is, is really the only work of, of divinity, of God. So, Job says, the Spirit of God made me. The breath of the Almighty God gives me life. Why? Because the Spirit is God. Oh, dear friend, if we had all the time to talk about, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, in creation, you know, I, I could show you all throughout Scripture that the Holy Spirit has been there from the beginning. He is. Why? Because God is three persons in one. Okay? And the, the, the more we understand this reality and this truth, the better we can really embrace what God is doing and who God is and experience all that he has for us. So the Holy Spirit creates. You know, I've seen many miracles. I've seen a lot of creative miracles. And those creative miracles happen actually when the Holy Spirit touches that person. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, as we will learn, that he's the manifester. He, he creates. He's the manifester of the, you know, of the working of the Father. And he's the, the manifester of, of the service of Jesus. What Jesus has paid for, he brings it into our physical world. There's nothing that uh, really happened without the Holy Spirit you know, getting involved. Or be it in creation or what is going to happen or even when Jesus comes. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, you know, that the Holy Spirit really, you know, or we see in Acts. Jesus was received by the cloud, by the Holy Spirit. And the same way he says, you have seen me go, you're going to see me come. And who is going to bring him back? The Holy Spirit to come for the church. And right now, the Holy Spirit is preparing you and I as the church for, for eternity, for that marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, oh, dear friend, I am passionate about you and I knowing the Holy Spirit because, you know, the, Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 it's not on your screen, but you can write it down. He says, it's not by might, not by power. It is by my spirit, says the Lord. It is by my spirit. Okay? Anything and everything from beginning to end is not by might, it's not by power. It is by the spirit. Okay? 
Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is prescience, or in other words, he's all-knowing. He has knowledge of things before they exist or before they happen. He has foreknowledge, foresight. That's why when you begin to flow in the gifts of the Spirit, uh, uh, you may experience you know, the prophetic operations of the Holy Spirit in gifts of words of knowledge, words of wisdom. Uh, uh, you see, words of wisdom uh, talk about things that have not happened, things that will happen in the future. You see, that is because of the Holy Spirit. He's prescience. He's, he knows. He's all-knowing, but he, he knows all things that are, have happened, but he also knows things uh, that are to come. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 11, But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit, for his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, as it were, he searches your heart and he searches the very heart of God. And when we talk about the very heart of God, we are talking about God the Father, God the Son. He searches the, 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 the heart of God, the Father, the Son, uh, and his heart for that matter. And then he begins to reveal what God has for you. Again, when we refer to God, let's get really comfortable with the idea of the Trinity, of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I know every time, when, most of the time, when we talk about God, you know, you know, people understand God the Father. But I want you to get you know, comfortable with the idea of the Trinity. We have one God in three persons. Okay? And so, though, point number nine, the Holy Spirit is omniscient. In other words, he has infinite knowledge. Okay, the same way he's on, he knows the future, he has also infinite knowledge of all things. Okay, uh, and uh, it's the, actually that is the verse for Second uh, <clears throat> Corinthians, uh, Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. Now for, um, okay, let me repeat point uh, number 8. Holy Spirit is prescience. He has knowledge of all things before they exist or happen, or foreknowledge or foresight. That is Acts 1.16. Brothers, he said, the scripture had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit speaking through King David. You see, King David, before the Spirit, I mean hundreds of years uh, before Jesus would come, he, he prophesied, okay, the, the coming of the Messiah and his betrayal because the Holy Spirit knew the future, okay? He has knowledge of things before they happen, okay? And that's why when you flow in the gift of the word of knowledge on the revelation gift of the word of knowledge, you begin to have knowledge of things to come by the Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit could give you know, you or me, revelation of things to come. So we see that the Holy Spirit is prescience. He has knowledge of things before they exist or before they happen. And then number nine, the Holy Spirit is omniscient. Okay, he's omniscient. He has infinite knowledge, in other words. First Corinthians 2, 10, 11. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit, for his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. 
No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. So the spirit of God searches the heart of God. And what I mean by that is the Holy Spirit searches the, the heart of the Father, the heart of Jesus. And then he makes it known to you and I. Those things that are in, in, in the heart of our Father, in the heart of our Savior Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit takes it because he has all knowledge. Okay? He has all knowledge. And so, uh, omniscience, those are attributes only of a divine being. Okay? So, before I, I finish this, I want to talk to you quickly about, and as we put together, the role of the Trinity, the operations of the Trinity, so to speak. Uh, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 4 to 6, we see that there are different kinds of gifts. Now listen to this. But the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Now, uh, Lord meaning Jesus Christ. And there are different kinds of working or operations, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work, meaning God the Father. So here we see the working of the Trinity. Okay, the uh, the Holy Spirit distributes. Okay, Jesus serves, gives us access to the grace, the mercy, the gifts of God, and the Father. He's like the architect of all things, and so here we see the Trinity involved. Dear friend, there is nothing that has happened or that will ever happen that the Trinity hasn't worked together. They all work together. They have already played a part. The Father, the architect, has played his part. Jesus has played his part. Now the Holy Spirit is bringing all these things to glorious com com completion on the earth and then preparing us for all eternity. Hallelujah. I want you to put that in your spirit. Uh, point number 10, the last ones. All blessings flow from a triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as we'll see here in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Uh, from the message, he says, And the amazing grace, you see, again here we see the operations of the Trinity, and we see how in this benediction, okay, in the amazing grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the extravagant love, of God the Father. We talked about that, I think, in, in the episode one. You know, the, the, Jesus saves you. The Father loves you. These are like the primary roles that they play. And the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be, be with you. We see that in this benediction, in this blessing, we see Paul using, you know, we see again the Trinity involved. I wanted to finish with this as we finish this uh, episode to, to really put it together you know, for us that it's always Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when we know that Jesus, his role in the Trinity, he's the Savior. He saves us. You know, the Father loves us. He's the architect that he saw us in our fallen nature and he sent his Son to die in our name and in our place. And then the Holy Spirit, he's the one that brings us in. The communion of the Holy Spirit is with us. The fellowship, the friendship, the partnership, the comradeship. In other words, you know, Jesus said, I, I'm going, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. 
I'm going to send an, another comforter. He's going to be with you. He's the spirit of truth. He's going to lead you in all things. He's going to be in you, with you, and upon you. And the upon part is the power that the Holy Spirit will impart to all of us that have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Dear friend, this is your time to know what you believe. Because what you believe about God shapes your worldview, shapes your kingdom view. It determines how you respond to God. I believe that as you go with me through this study, that your confidence and your knowledge and understanding of God is becoming more clear in this area. Because many people have shied away from the Holy Spirit because they, they don't want to offend the Father. They don't want to offend Jesus. I'm telling you, nothing will make Jesus and the Father you know, really glad for you to receive the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, I'm going and I'm going to let him come. And when he comes, he's going to be to you. Okay? Talking to the disciples. He's, he said, I'm, he's going to be to you what I have been. Okay? When they used to go talk to Jesus, communicate with Jesus, that the Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to continue that work. Dear friend, God loves you. And he wants you to be full of the Holy Spirit. As we finish this broadcast, I want to invite you. You are watching and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I want to invite you today to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You say, brother, I've heard the message and I want to have a relationship with God. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe in your son Jesus and all that he did in my name and in my place. I confess that I've fallen short of your glory, and I need a Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me with your blood. Write my name in the book of life, and fill me with your Holy Spirit, and empower me to do your will until you return. I confess today that I am yours. I am saved. Amen. Dear friend, you have said that prayer. Jesus has saved you and the Holy Spirit has come into your life. We desire to help you in your journey. We have resources. Go to our website. It's on your screen. We have resources to help you go deeper. And write to us and let us know of your decision. Dear friend who is enjoying and watching this uh, broadcast, I thank you for tuning in and I thank you for watching and listening. And I invite you as this message is touching your life, this ministry is touching your life, to invest in this ministry, support our ministry, and help us to continue to make these life-changing messages to equip you and others to win souls and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Would you consider partnership with us today? You can write to us or give online or call the number on your screen. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Now stay tuned for the next episode. God bless you.
As a believer, the keys to the supernatural are in your hands, and with them you can access your inheritance. In his newest book, Working the Works of God, Dr. Andrew teaches us how, through the glory of God and His anointing, we are empowered to move past our human abilities and function in the supernatural realm, where nothing is impossible. Order your copy today. To become a Kingdom Impact Ministry partner or sow a financial seed, call us toll-free 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423. Or log on to www.kingdomimpactministry.org. Watch Andrew on the Kingdom Come broadcast 24-7 online at kingdomimpactministry.org and on our Kingdom Impact Ministry TV channels available on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Android TV. To stream on the go, get the Kingdom Impact Ministry mobile app for Apple and Android devices from the App Store today. To receive prayer, order resources, or to become a partner with Kingdom Impact Ministry, call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423, or visit us online at kingdomimpactministry.org. You can also write to us at Kingdom Impact Ministry, P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402. This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you.